Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. As every Raptors fan knows, yesterday was a wild day for this, this franchise. Giving up a guy that's been the second longest tenured Raptor in Norman Powell, trading him to the Portland Trailblazers, giving up two guys that just last season we thought were very promising for second round picks, and obviously the, the big domino that everyone expected to fall yesterday was Kyle Lowry being moved to the Miami Heat, the Sixers, the Lakers, that didn't happen, and we had a live reaction to everything that was going on, but it was so chaotic, it's hard to take everything in at once, so that was a lot of fun, definitely a, a fun time, Riker and I had it on that live stream yesterday, if you haven't watched that, check that out, specifically around the time of the deadline to get the raw reactions, but now we've had some time to take everything in, really analyze the, the deals that were made, and look at what the Raptors got in return. And this is what this video is about today. I'm going to break down the, the return the Raptors had for Norman Powell and with the, from the Portland Trailblazers, and that was Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. And give our more or my more polished reaction to, to all that because we thought there was a lot more stuff going to happen yesterday that didn't. So now that we have the context, now that we have a direction, it's a good time to really break everything down. So that's what we're going to do. And Gary Trent Jr., he's the guy that I first want to talk about because he's the real main piece. Not that Rodney Hood, I think people might be underrating the value of Rodney Hood, potentially what he could be for this team, especially with his injury, but really this deal was about getting Gary Trent Jr. Now, he is not Norman Powell right now. He is not the level of scorer. He's not the level of creator. Even though he is a good shooter, he, is, has, he has solid averages, about 15 points per game. Not much in terms of rebounding or assists, about 2.2 and 1.4 assists, but he's a great three-point shooter, not the level of Norm again, as Norm is shooting 44-45%. Still solid for Gary Trent, though, uh, right on the 39.7, so essentially 40% from three, and on 7.4 a game. So he's a volume shooter, he's a guy that's a strong athlete, he's big, and, you know, that might ha he's 6'5", so a couple inches taller than Norman Powell, so that... You look at that, and you're really flipping Norman Powell for, for this level of player that is clearly a step down presently. And that will get everyone's initial reactions to say, hey, what are the Raptors doing? Masai Ujiri, you know, it, it, sure, if it's for the tank, then that's respect, but we kept Kyle Lowry, so what's really going on here? But the thing about Gary Trent Jr. is this man is only 22 years old. And yes, he is a free agent in the same vein Norman Powell is this summer, but Norman Powell was unrestricted. There was rumors surrounding the Indiana Pacers saying that they were going to max out Norm, or maybe not max out, but give him a, a overvalued contract in the offseason. Maybe that's just a lesson his trade value because the Pacers don't like us for beating them in 2016. Who knows? But Gary Trent Jr., he's a restricted free agent and will likely command less on the trade market or on the free agent market in terms of a, a contract size, even though he is younger. So long-term... Gary Trent Jr. has a lot more upside for this deal. And my initial reaction, certainly Riker's initial reaction, he said it was the worst trade possible. I didn't go that far, but it is a risk. It is certainly a risk because you look at Gary Trent Jr. And there's a world where he doesn't get to the level of score that Norman Powell is, right? There's a world where that occurs. But there is a world, and this is, from all accounts, looking at Blazers Reddit, really diving deep into what their fan base thought of him. 
they think the, the the potential on this young player is sky high. And I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of NBA fans, particularly during last uh, last summer or last end of summer, when the Blazers were making their run in the bubble, we saw what Gary Trent Jr. could really do in meaningful games. And he showed out for that Portland Trail Blazers team. He, he's a guy that Blazers fans, they think, he had star potential. He had the... Uh, we've seen comments saying that he's the next Dame Lillard in terms of mentality. The stuff that uh, I witnessed on, on Reddit. They were actually, for as disappointed as Raptors fans were with the trade deadline, with all the deals that went down, Blazers fans seemed even more shook. And maybe that's because they don't see Norman Powell, I guess. Maybe they're not watching as many Raptors games. and and But that's surprising, because Norman Powell did win a championship. He did have some crazy playoff moments. But... They were shook, so that gives me reason to to get a little bit excited, to get to have more optimism about the potential for this guy. Obviously, we haven't watched him as closely as we've seen Norman Powell night in, night out, really grow over the over the years with the Toronto Raptors, and maybe Gary Trent Jr. He's certainly at a higher level than Norman Powell was at when he came to the league. Norm was a, a older rookie, so I'm not sure. Maybe Norm was 22, 23 when he was a rookie for the Toronto Raptors. Maybe. A little bit younger, but Gary Trent Jr. is certainly further along than Norman Powell was at that point. And the fact that he's already showing out, showing a you know a killer instinct in the playoffs, doing these sorts of things on big stages, that's a very encouraging sign. Because we all know what playoff playoff Powell brought to the table for this Toronto Raptors team when we went up again in big games in the playoffs. So Gary Trent Jr. He's six five. He's a bit bigger and. The one point a lot of people are bringing up is his defense is immaculate. He's a great on-ball defender. He plays well within the system. He's been really one of those main cogs for the Portland Trailblazers. And obviously, Damian Lillard's not the greatest defender. CJ McCollum's undersized for a two. So they really need help in terms of wing defense. And apparently, he did a great job for the Blazers over there. That remains to be seen how he'll fit into this Toronto Raptors scheme. But if he is from... if by all accounts, he's a great defender, and if he can take a step up from what Norman Powell provided, because Norm, for athletic as he was, or is, he's not going anywhere, he's still super athletic, and the for his wingspan, he could really turn it up on defense when he was locked in. Obviously, he's focused on being a primary scorer, he's a score-first player, and that may come at the, the sacrifice of defense at times when you're focused on scoring, you're putting all your energy on that side of the floor, but... Norman Powell, if this guy can be a step up on defense, that's certainly an area where the Raptors have struggled this year. I don't think it's necessarily due to wing defense, but it's a, it's it's a it's an issue. It's the main reason the Raptors are poor on defense because we don't have any big men, and that issue wasn't solved. But I'll talk about that later in the podcast when we look at the direction for this team. But Gary Trent Jr., he's a guy. Blazers fans, the team that's watched him very closely, they think he has star potential. Maybe that's homerisms, and now the homerists are getting transferred to us. But I'm really excited to see what a young player such as him, because we haven't had that many young guys that have shown out a lot that are, are proper young. Fred Van Vliet, he was an older rookie. Siakam, again, a couple of years in college and then really broke out when he was in his third, fourth year. Right, we haven't had a really young guy to see grow and have that that potential specifically as a scorer. OG's really that only guy we have on the team right now. So, and maybe Malachi Flynn if he gets more opportunities because Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas were traded. So I expect him to get a lot more run with this team. But I'm excited to see how the Raptors can develop a guy that has already showed promise because the Raptors development staff is tops in the NBA. 
So we may expect Gary Trent Jr. to really take his game to the next level with the roster. I'm I'm excited, and I'd I want to know what you guys think in the comments section. Or do you guys think that uh, Gary Trent Jr. has star potential from what you've watched, from what you've seen of him in the past? Considering his age, and the one comparison I wanted to make was, I think, I, I believe I saw it on Reddit, when you compare the stats, the statistics of Gary Trent Jr. and Tyler Hero, the guy everyone wanted uh, this, this offseason in trade for Kyle Lowry, they're very similar. Tyler, the, Gary Trent is a much better three-point shooter, Terry, uh, or... I was about to say Terry Rosier. Tyler Hero, he's shooting low 30s, I believe 31% from three. Obviously, Gary Trent, a whole 9% better at 40. Uh, they're, they're around similar scoring numbers. Uh, Tyler Hero is a better field goal percentage by a decent amount. He was shooting 45, something like that. And then Gary Trent is around, in total, 41% from the field. So a lot of his buckets are coming from behind the three-point line. But... And defensive-wise, Gary Trent Jr. is on a whole nother level than Tyler Hero. Maybe, it might be a stretch, but I'm going to throw it out there. Do you guys think that there's a chance, there's a world where Gary Trent Jr. becomes a better asset than Tyler Hero? People uh, remark about, regard Tyler Hero's young age and how he stepped up in the playoffs, but in a tough Western Conference, Trent Jr. had some big moments in the playoffs for the Portland Trailblazers as well. He's one year older than Tyler Hero, so not not a huge difference there. I'd like to know that take, because a lot of people have been bringing that up on uh, Reddit and Twitter and stuff. But before we uh, dive into the second player, the Raptors pick up, and uh, I want to I wanna plug it here. We're on the road to 20k subscribers. We've been busting out the content in terms of uh, trade news and remarks and breakdowns and stuff the past few days. So we'd really appreciate it if you guys could subscribe to the channel. Riker and I are going to play a game of one-on-one -on -one when we get to 20k subscribers. So we're really excited to do that. But yeah, that's a uh, that's that's Gary Trent Jr. I don't want to dive into him too much and act like we've been watching him intensely closely over the past two seasons over his few, first few years of his career because he really only broke out onto the scene in the bubble and that's I guess this is the final remark his rookie year he averaged two points per game played in only 15 games shot 23% from the three-point line yikes I'm sure that's a small sample size and then really didn't crack the rotation until the bubble season in a uh, in Orlando, only averaged 9 points per game. Played in 61, but only 21 minutes per night. Obviously, the, the Blazers were really searching for depth that season. And then he broke out after the extended break. And then this season, he started off a bit slow in this year. He ended up averaging 15 points per game uh, to, to right now in, in total for the season. But in his past, since February, I believe, or the, the last week in January, he's averaging 17 points a game, which is 2 point. It's better. It's better than 15. 17 is better than 15 on a bit better efficiency. So, interesting guy. Interesting player to pick up. But one guy that I think is being overshadowed and overlooked. And we we didn't regard him. We we made jokes. We made puns with his name on the, the live stream. But Rodney Hood. We, we said we were hoodwinked with uh, Kyle Lowry. We were promised Tyler Hero. And we were hoodwinked with Rodney Hood. Because it's he is an interesting case in terms of how we should get excited about him. As Rodney Hood at one point, a couple years ago, was averaging 17 points per game himself as a 25-year-old in the NBA. And he was, I believe, in 2017, the the big trade chip on the table for, uh, for across the NBA. I think LeBron James was still in the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he was their big trade acquisition at the deadline. Getting in Rodney Hood 
and saying, okay, you have your scoring wing LeBron to take the pressure off you a little bit, and he really underperformed for that roster. And then people didn't really hear about him as LeBron left the Cavs and no one talks about the Cavs. He ended up getting traded to the Blazers as a piece that was supposed to help them, help their depth. And he did that for a stretch, averaging uh, 9 points, 11 points for the Blazers, 11 points for the Blazers last year, but has just been absolutely decimated with injuries over that time span with the Portland Trailblazers. People regard Rodney Hood at this point as a guy that has so much potential, but he he's older now, and even though he has shown flashes, and I think he's done it consistently at times, once he started to get into his own as a professional player, the injuries just started to add up and add up and add up, and it all culminated to where he tore his Achilles, and he's just bounced back from that. He's played 38 games. The season started in five, and he went from 11 points per game shooting... Uh, that's got to be a weird sample size. Shooting 50% from three last season in... Uh, <laughs> I'm just seeing this now in 21 games, so a small sample size, but 50, 49.3%, so 50% from three last season to this year, averaging five points per game in only 19 minutes and shooting 30%, not 29.8%. Massive drop-off. The value is certainly leaking on Rodney Hood on that perspective, but he is a, an expiring contract if he is a, if the Raptors want him to be. We have a team option for him going forward, but... I think he's a guy Raptors fans are overlooking because if he sort of comes back into his own as a traditional scorer, a bucket getter off the wing, and I'm not saying a guy that can put up 17 a night, but can consistently get you 11 points per game, shoot mid-30s, high-30s from the three-point line, and dribble and create and take some of the pressure off those bench guys, specifically Amalekai Flynn now with his expanding role of Chris Boucher, whoever's coming off of there. I think he could be really valuable for this team because we've seen the minutes that Stanley Johnson's been getting, Utah, Bembry, and I really like Bembry's performance as of uh, especially the past month or so, but I, I don't know if I'm sold on him being a main cog as a rotation piece or specifically his role he's had off the bench as I look at Rodney Hood as a guy that could be more of a scorer than Bembry, more of a creator. And yes, Bembry was our backup point guard when our team was depleted from COVID. But uh, I think Rodney Hood would be a guy I'd be more comfortable with in terms of uh, handling the basketball and creating things on the court. Even And then Bembry being a more off-ball guy. Because I think Bembry's been at his best this season when he's playing on the court with Lowry Fred. With the main guys, and he could play off of those players. Rather than having to create things for Stanley Johnson and Utah and the, these, of these sorts. So, Ronnie Hood, I think he could be a valuable piece off the bench. Obviously, it remains to be told if he can bounce back to that level. When you come off an Achilles injury, it takes a while to really get your legs under you and get your regular style back. But he's certainly a player that it's a risk worth taking. Now, if we made a trade with the Blazers, would I have preferred a Harry Giles, maybe? A risk such as that, who's also a big man who is, uh, has shown a lot of promise in the bit. Maybe I would have rathered that. But Rodney Hood, he's shown to be established in the past. It's just getting healthy with him. And I think if he's healthy, he would be he's going to be a valuable piece for the Toronto Raptors. And we'll see how he's used, how he's integrated into the, the Raptors system. But you haven't had really a, a true bench scorer with his size because he's a guy that's 6'8", 
right? I believe he's a lefty. I might be tripping on that, but he's a he's a player. I I I'm I'm excited. I'm intrigued with Rodney Hood. Even though we were hoodwinked with the Lowry news and stuff, and I've I was sad about it in the moment. I was sad the night before the trade deadline this whole year. To put a timeline on my thoughts on Kyle Lowry, I didn't want him to be traded pre uh, pre the COVID, the the whole team getting COVID. Then we dug ourselves a hole, and I'm saying, okay, embrace the tank. He's probably going to leave in the offseason. It makes sense to move on from him. Then in the final game, your your heart tightens up, and you want to keep him again. But trade deadline day, I was... I was at peace with moving Kyle Lowry, and the fact that we thought we could potentially maybe, even if it wasn't Tyler Hero, but a Duncan Robinson, Precious Achua, a big package, I was uh, I was excited and intrigued to go into a, a rebuilding route, not, not necessarily rebuilding, retooling, and then it didn't happen, and we thought we just kept Kyle Lowry to be traded in the future, or to leave in the future, and Sure, maybe that will happen, but if Kyle Lowry is playing at a high level, he still likes Toronto, it's nice to see him in a Raptors uniform for this year, and the one question I do have is, what direction are we going to go in? Because we still didn't get a big man, that's the main reason we're losing this year. I think we would be surely a top 5 seed the way the Eastern Conference has been, I'd argue, even higher if we had a proper big man to guard whoever we're going up against, whether it's Dwight Howard or... uh, Mitchell Robinson, whoever's been killing us this year. But I think that's the big issue. So the fact that we still don't have a big man, I think this team may still be tanking, specifically after losing a guy that's more win now in Norman Powell. But we kept Kyle Lowry, and I thought if we were tanking, Lowry would want to be moved or it would make sense to move on from him because he's a win now piece as well. But we kept Kyle Lowry. We're not sure what we're going to get from Trent Jr., so my big takeaway and my final reaction I'm going to speak on, and I think Lauer, uh, Riker thinks of this a lot differently, is I'm open about whatever happens. And I will be completely open to sucking for Suggs or fading for uh, fading for Cade and these sorts of guys. But if we do get a mid-pack in the playoff team and we see Gary Trent Jr. break out, Rodney Hood be a decent piece... Uh, Boucher showed that he's a legitimate center in this league, even though I look at him as more of a power forward. I'll be chill with that, but I'll also be chill if this team continues to struggle, continues to lose. Riker and I will have a lot of fun with this, make these reactions as fun as possible if we are losing and stuff. But yeah, I, I, I want one of those things to happen, though. I don't want us to be... You know, come out and beat the Phoenix Suns this week and then get ahead of the Wizards and all these bottom tier teams and then lose three straight to the Cavaliers or something again, right? I don't want to have a season such as that, right? I I want to see the guys show their promise, continue to show their skill level, but lose, if we're not going to be a proper playoff team, lose at all costs and tank just one season, right? And we're not giving up the assets because we still have a very talented team. We have an opportunity now that we're in Tampa to really tank right it's <laughs> the fact that you're playing all the games on the road and stuff it's very rare that you have a talented team face such weird circumstances that things aren't really going to work together where you have a lot of talent but you don't have a big man so you're not going to win there and you're playing all the games on the road so you're less likely to win this would be a perfect season to tank because things will just be that much easier coming back in the next season Masai jerry whoever's our gm will be able to re- retool the roster and ensure we have some big men going into next year to make sure the defense and the rebounding is solid. That's my direction on it. But if this team shows out, and we remember the, the last time Kyle Lowry was rumored to be traded at a deadline, well, the last two times, in fact, uh, in 2014 when 
he was uh, rumored to be to the, going to the Knicks, and the Raptors are going to tank for Wiggins and bring back memories of that. Right, the that's when we made our, our run. We traded Rudy Gay earlier that year, and then we made the run with Vasquez, John Salmons, and the boys, and we took the Nets to, to seven games. That was one of the best seasons to watch as a Raptors fan. And then the second time we had Kyle Lowry rumors was actually the championship year, if you guys recall that, when uh, Mike Conley and... Yeah, it was a Lowry for Mike Conley swap, and I remember... I, I remember it specifically. It was a snowstorm in Montreal. I was walking out of... Uh, one of my computer science classes and I was I had to run home I had to run home to do a quick reaction I was flustered I was shook because Lowry he had a back injury and there's rumors there's turmoil in the locker room then we thought we were going to trade him to the Grizzlies for or to the Jazz I believe Jazz or Grizzlies whatever team he was on at that point I believe it was the Grizzlies I believe it was the Grizzlies for uh, Kyle Lowry Mike Conley and Kyle Lowry Whew, I was heated up. I did not want that to happen. Thankfully, it didn't. We won the championship. But those two years, we had those rumors going on. Great things happened. Now, maybe a great thing will be a finals run. We beat the Nets or something like that this year. Or maybe a great thing could be losing together as a collective Raptors family and getting a Kate Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, a Mobley. I don't know who these guys really are, but we'll look into them as we begin to lose more. But yeah. You guys are the best for making this far. What are your guys' thoughts on Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood? Uh, again, we're on the road to 20K subscribers, so check that out. Check out the Instagram, the Twitter, the TikTok, all that cool stuff. And, yeah, I'm going to sign off now. Cheers.